0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or adventure social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109 Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Fancy Throwdown Podcast. Let's get into the NCAA bracket for the South Region. We talked about the West, uh, and again, it's one of those situations where I think the West is weak, but you have some opportunity for uh, double-digit seeds to make a run. The South Region, not nearly as appealing in my opinion mainly because in terms of double digit options you're looking at a couple of schools where I could see for a first round uh, movement but and the funny thing is like the biggest upset isn't really even an upset because it's you you've got the uh you've got uh, essentially a Michigan team that probably should have been Best been in the playing game, not an outright uh, seed uh, in the eleven spot, not having to play a game, being favored by two points over Colorado State, who's a six seed. Technically, that is the upset for the region. Even though it's a 6-11 matchup, so you would normally pick Colorado State in a normal format, uh, folks are going to be leaning towards picking Michigan And it's because of the line being Michigan uh, uh, favored, and depending on the scoring format of uh, your bracket pool, the Michigan play makes sense. The problem with Michigan is the fact that how they ended the year, and the fact that you know they weren't all they weren't all that uh, like a a great of a play throughout the season. It's hard to get excited about a play where. You know, they've lost a ton of games. Yes, they played a hard schedule, but they lost the bulk of those games to say, yeah, they're going to turn it on when they haven't shown the consistency to turn it on. So just if we're going back through Colorado State, uh, they are 34th in the rankings. If you're going by Ken Palm, you got Michigan uh, being... 32nd it's it's essentially a coin flip it's like yes michigan is favored uh by a couple of metrics uh, n- namely uh, uh uh the fact that uh their strength of schedule favors them and that's really it like if you're looking at the crux of it uh from an efficiency standpoint on offense they're about even defensively they're about even and tempo wise uh michigan is slightly better but it's not a ton this really comes down to the fact that the big 10 is uh, is just strength of schedule wise opponent wise michigan's number one that's how they got into the tournament is how strong their uh, strength of schedule was versus uh some of their peers and you know while uh Colorado state did well in the uh, uh, Missouri uh, mountain West conference. Uh, you know, it's the mountain West, but realistically, if you're looking at them statistically on paper, this is a pretty even matchup where again, data models are, ca- are kind of a uh, split on this one. I've seen uh, models where, they're kind of going uh, in favor of uh, Michigan. And I've also seen where Colorado State is getting uh, a benefit over Michigan. But the, the the bulk of what I've seen, though, is Michigan's being favored uh, on it. So it's close enough where, again, depending on your scoring format, I would say you take Michigan uh, from the standpoint of, even though the public is going to be on Michigan. Let, let me be clear. Public's going to be on Michigan. So and, w- regardless of, uh, you know, if, ands, or buts, the public is going to be on Michigan because it's Colorado State versus Michigan. Michigan's the more well-known name. uh, gen- uh in general, folks are going to gravitate towards the picks and the schools that they know have a history in the tournament. It's going to lean more towards the public picking Michigan. So, depending on how you want to play this uh, to your advantage, you can go uh, closer to. Uh, you can go closer to uh, picking. Uh, picking Colorado State if you're trying to get different. And again, this depends on how you want to approach your betting pool because if you've got a small pool, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Uh, Even if you're not getting the seed value uh, with Michigan, it doesn't make a ton of sense trying to uh, force uh, things in with uh, Colorado State because you've got enough people that are going to pass you with Michigan if you go against them in a smaller pool if you get what i'm saying in a larger pool yes you can you can have a little bit more leeway with playing Colorado say get different if you're doing it in a smaller pool you're you're increasing your risk of getting boxed in by calling for an upset too early on a pick where yeah can they do it Certainly, but it's not as though you're backing a horse where it's like they've got they've gotten an inside track on being able to take out Michigan. Like if I'm looking at this game, uh just uh, truth be told, it it kind of comes down to uh, just seeing if David Roddick can go off and carry this team because it's it's not as though it's an explosive offense. That's just not what they really do. These teams are going to play in the low seventies and that's it. It's like Colorado state didn't even play a team in the top 25. Michigan was two and seven against the top 25. So let me be clear. It's not as though Michigan's a world beater. Uh, It's just the fact that they played a lot of uh, uh, tough uh, programs. At Colorado State, this is their chance to show what they can do on a national stage, but it's not as though uh, Michigan has shown up a, a, a ton. It's it's kind of hard to see if Hunter Dickinson has anything in, the, in this tournament uh, uh, to show because I think it kind of comes down to him how Michigan uh, uh, goes? Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it's just the fact that you know as a center, he's he's not exactly that dominant in the paint. So I I kind of look at it as like it's it's kind of coming down to the front court where Roddy's going to be trying to get points in the paint uh, and and get some uh, dirty uh, dirty looking buckets, and then Hunter Dickinson, he's got an established presence and and kind of get it done but I look at this matchup for the region because I think it's going to tell us a lot as to how it goes down. If Michigan figures it out, maybe you you can, you can do something with them. But truth be told, as I look through this region, Ohio state has been getting knocked out. And last year, obviously, uh, uh, You know, it was no exception. They got knocked out early again. uh, They had one year canceled by the pandemic, of course. But they've been getting knocked out of the tournament early and not making it to the second weekend. Uh, Loyola Chicago, again, uh, 7-10 matchup. But Loyola Chicago is pretty much going to be playing uh, at a slower pace. but efficient on offense and what i keep saying with uh, some of these big 10 schools yes they play at a slower pace and they are efficient on offense but they are susceptible to teams that are stroking it from beyond the arc and i kind of look at this same ohio state's in the same boat as michigan if they they get uh, behind because teams are stroking it from three and we'll talk, we'll talk about Illinois Chattanooga, too, uh, because th- that might be the only one where I'm not as gung-ho on what some of the data models are saying. But Loyola Chicago can upset Ohio State. Uh, that's not really a shocker to me. The question becomes, you know, what is the intrinsic value of calling for that upset versus missing out on it so if we look through the numbers of uh the potential upsets uh ohio state realistically is uh is looking more uh along the lines of 50 uh well just under it, it's like it, Loyal Chicago is about uh, just over fifty percent uh, chance of winning that game. Now, if we look at the spread, that game is a pick'em. So, again, when we we talk about the uh, the the pool this uh, the pools that you're in, you you start having to kind of try to find value. And I look at it saying, you know, folks want to pick uh, somebody's doubled uh, seated upsets. Michigan, I can I can justify the case for I I get why it's just that Michigan has been so lackluster down the stretch. Wouldn't it surprise me if Michigan bowed out and not in a a, a, a good way either. I can see Michigan uh, losing uh, uh, quite a bit in in terms of that uh, Colorado State matchup if things go badly early and then throwing in the towel. But I get the play because. On paper, Michigan matches up well, and you would think that this would be a wake up call now that they're in the tournament. So it's certainly possible they play up to their potential. Ohio State uh, uh, versus Loyola, that looks like a pick in every sense of the word, but it's a 7 10 matchup. Opportunity uh, value is you're looking at Loyola Chicago as a double digit. Uh, seed that can pull off an upset that again statistically as you're looking at it it's not that crazy of a pick but in you in terms of the public uh, perception of where uh, it seems though uh, brackets are being set up just a, a hair over 50 percent of the public is backing Ohio State so again you got to pick up matchup you got a double digit under a uh, uh, double digit seed. In Loyola uh, Chicago, that's one where you can start taking advantage. And again, it's a small one, but again, you try to find the edge where you can where you think you have a pretty good shot of Loyola Chicago in a pick matchup going over Ohio State, depending on your pool. But I I'd even suggest even if you're not getting the seed value, you might want to consider this one. Because in this region there's not a whole ton to get excited about in terms of upsets. I know people want to uh, call for upsets of certain teams, but I think this, uh, this bracket plays out uh, pretty uh, much to form, Uh, you know, the play, in my opinion, the the play kind of comes down to, I think Houston's better than Illinois. So again, even if you pick the Chattanooga upset, I think Houston uh, beats these teams uh, to go into the second uh, second week, and yes, you can pick Houston over Arizona. The problem is that Houston, uh, if we look at a mat- potential matchup against Houston-Arizona and just kind of run numbers uh, against how that potential upset would look, Arizona would be expected to beat Houston about... Uh, just under uh sixty percent of the time, so about like fifty eight and a half percent of the time, and you know that's not that bad. To, uh, truth be told, if you're trying to take out a number one seed, you you almost uh, would take those odds just because of uh, the potential leverage you can get across the field. The problem is, is that if Houston doesn't take out Arizona, I I think it just kind of comes down to uh. I believe Tennessee's better than Villanova. A Tennessee-Houston matchup or a Tennessee-Arizona matchup is pretty by the numbers uh, from what we're at least seeing from the initial public data on picks of who's going to win certain matchups. You know, I think it's a case where, you know, if you truly love Villanova, and I don't, so I'm just being perfectly honest, if you truly love Villanova and you want to be different uh then uh, uh you want to be different than uh, uh, t- uh teams uh expected then you can go with uh you can go with uh Nova a- as a pick the the caveat I will say to this though I've seen I've seen uh where uh some of the numbers have been going. Nova and Tennessee are very close to one another of a public pick to make the final four. Uh Nova's around 19%. Tennessee's just under 19. They're like 18.8 uh in terms of percentage odds. Arizona is Still expected uh, on over forty five percent of brackets to make it to the final four. It's not th- that much uh, else there, so that's what makes the Houston pick a little bit, a little bit different, because Houston as a final four pick uh, model wise they come out to about twelve percent, and that and again that's lower than what you would get with Tennessee or or Villanova in that same region granted but in a larger pool where you're trying to get different from thousands and uh, thousands of uh, entries or even uh, if you if you're talking about uh, uh 200 300 entries that that's enough where okay you can start considering teams like Houston to get different i think when you're getting under 100 entries. You don't actually have to reinvent the wheel in every single region. You can go more chalk uh, uh by the numbers the smaller your pool gets. So in this region I'm only really looking at the four teams. I don't like anyone else in this region uh w- winning uh going to the final four. I I don't I don't see it with uh I don't see it with Iowa State. I don't see it with Loyal Chicago. I don't see it with Michigan. There are just n- not a lot of options in the, S- the South region uh, beyond those four that I would legitimately feel comfortable saying. So, in my opinion, it depends on how you want to play a potential Arizona-Houston matchup. It depends on how you view Tennessee versus Villanova overall if we if we're going by the statistical measures i believe that tennessee uh, got hosed on the selection i think they're i think they're far more deserving of a 2 seed than uh, nova is and that's not to say that i don't think nova can win because nova is in a, uh, is still a top 15 team uh, by any statistical measure. It's just that Tennessee realistically is a top 10 team uh, by statistical measure. It's like there's not that much separation uh, between uh, Arizona and Tennessee, in my opinion, when you look at it and you start factoring in uh, Tennessee's defense that not only are they good defense squad, but they can also score. It's why I don't necessarily dock them the same way I would dock Texas Tech because Tennessee plays at a faster clip a better rebounding team uh, defensively they're good as well so it, they, they're able to generate offense in uh, scrappy ways so I'm not as worried about them uh, as some other clubs that play at a slower tempo, a tempo do so again it's not a knock on Villanova because I think Villanova uh most certainly uh, can make it to uh the final four i'm just saying that in terms of the four teams in this region i i have them the uh, least likely to make it uh but statistically you know models like uh, Villanova more than uh Houston so it really comes down to how you want to play it uh in terms of the numbers and how many brackets you're uh, uh working out but you know, as you kind of look through this region, this one probably is going to be the most by the numbers amongst the what you'll see in, in terms of matchup. So, uh, in a Sweet Sixteen, I'm looking at Arizona, Houston, Tennessee, and Villanova. And yes, that's pretty boring, but that's kind of the way it is. Is uh, you know, I don't necessarily see anything interesting with uh, Illinois to try to roll the dice there in my opinion so again you have to uh, uh, take this with uh, uh, the information you're getting Illinois again they, they've got good numbers stats wise but a lot of these numbers especially in Ken uh, they get adjusted by the strength of schedule so the Big Ten has this thing where everyone's being bumped up because of their strength of schedule. But if you're looking at the individual offensive and defensive stats, I'm not as enamored with Illinois as some of these teams because Illinois, you know, it, they are a well-rounded squad. Nothing truly stand out about uh, what they uh, what they're doing offensively but they're solid, and so it's it's just one of those uh, situations where, you know, it depends on uh, how well rounded you are as a group uh, in terms of uh, getting by, but I look at those four as the uh, best case scenario. Yeah, maybe you can dabble with Illinois, but, you know, again, you don't want to spread yourself too thin with your bracket selections, unless you're playing a ton uh, and trying to get different, but I'm just, uh, for my evaluation, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm pretty set on uh, going Houston over Illinois. I, I just, you know, from my, my vantage point, I, I think you've got a stronger squad in Houston. You've got a top four team in Houston, potentially, in terms of uh, offense and defense. They, they they do it all in terms of uh, what they're able to bring to the table. They just happen to play in the American, and when you play in the American, you get knocked down in terms of strength of schedule. So again, that also ends up impacting your ranking, and I feel as though Houston got the shaft because they play in the American and not in one of the actual major conferences. And so... They got stuck with this 5 seed, but I think Houston is just a flat-out, the, the, well, I think they're the second-best team in the region, and you get added value by taking that and saying maybe they can pull off the upset against Arizona. I think the most likely team to upset at Arizona is Houston. So, you know, it is what it is. It, I, I just look at it from the standpoint of, you're you're trying to get different, but it's not the worst thing in the world if it doesn't pan out. It's just one of those where you always have another bracket where Arizona gets through past Houston. But I I would say the most likely scenario is if Houston can't get the job done in the South Region, Arizona takes it on, on their own. So uh, that is where I'll leave things off for the South Region uh, in terms of the breakdown. But uh, you know. Uh, Best of luck to everyone. Uh, We'll keep these going uh, as we get through the final two regions, Uh, but uh, that's all for now, and have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.